We got to do the clap now. All right, so we can sync it up again. We can still <laughs> yeah, sync it go up. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Three, All right, in three, two, one. Yo, man. Yo. Yo. What's going on, Vlad? It's 2020, play ball. Yo, man. It's my first time seeing you in the new year, new decade. Ah, so. sir. Pleasure to see you. How was your holidays? Holidays was good, man. Drove into the city. It was raining the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I was focused. And normally it's like an eight-hour drive, but it felt shorter than ever. This was like the quickest straight-through drive. No bozos on the road. So it was smooth. Right. Made it here. It was raining for two days. So, mm. But other than that, though, man, it's been cool seeing family going out. Took the train for the first time in a minute. Wow. <laughs> it was like sensory must have felt overload. foreign to you. It was like, what's going on How many on shows here? did you see on people asking for money? Uh, <laughs> I saw a couple of drummers. <laughs> But I was like, ah. There's always some free entertainment on, on, uh, on always, the subway. Always somebody eating on the train, too. Yo, somebody was eating a Vietnamese faux sandwich, man. Yeah. Yo, them sandwiches smell like ass, but they taste so good. What's in them? I don't know, like a bunch of uh, different fermented joints, and then you could either put pork, chicken, or vegetables or whatever. Mm. But it literally smells like Ass, I couldn't. It, I couldn't eat something that doesn't smell. Yo, good. I thought a homeless person came on the train. <laughs> I was like, oh, then I was like, how could nah, you eat something just... that smells like that? Then, like, I, like my mind couldn't get past the. the how do the, people the eat stench? real ass? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but I, I would hope it's clean. <laughs> I <was> a, you hope. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of a long day, you never know. <laughs> Some people like a little tang, <laughs> a little twang, a little Russian roulette. Reco- nah, but um, we're recording this. This is the first Saturday of the year. Yeah. January 5th? Am yes. I bugging? Power comes back on tonight. January 4th. At midnight. So we're, this is, we're taping this January 4th, 2020. Yes, sir. Vlad, I am excited that we are starting a new decade in battle rap. Yeah. A decade has passed since the emergence of 2010. Ten whole You know, years. the end of like grind time. The first year of, of URL, King of the Dot taking off. Lines then really coming to a close. Yes, sir. Fight Club ending. All that good stuff. And 2019 was a pretty special year. It was a good year, man. You had some legends coming back. Right. You had some new guys stepping up to the scene. It was a crazy year. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like this year had a lot of moments and highlights mm. that you could just, like, kind of pick apart. And, mm-hmm. you know, every year in Battle Rap, you remember, like, how do I remember this year? Like, you think of 2014. Oh, I remember 2014. Joe Budden, Joe Budden dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2013. What do I remember from 2013? Math and Dose did a rematch. Oh, that right. happened. Or 2012. Or, or Sirius Jones and Math had their issue. Mm-hmm. 2011, you think about a whole bunch of stuff. Like, every year, you'll think of, like, what are some of the most memorable moments of that year? It doesn't have to necessarily be a battle. Right. It could be something happening. Or it could be something infamous. It could be information. Yeah. It could be an announcement. It could be, you know, something happening prior to some the battle. It doesn't have to be in the ring. a new way of making things happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, what... 20, uh, 2012, like pay-per-views, cannabis. Right. It's a whole bunch of things you could point to. So this this episode, we're going to focus on the 12 most memorable moments mm. of 2019. Mm, the Dirty Dozen. Yes. <laughs> honorable mention of the 12 moments. Big honorable mention. Shout out to the ladies. Uh-huh. Jazz and Official having their two-on-two with E-40 on Summer <laughs> First female two-on-two on URL. Right. They were on a big highlight call with all the stars. 40 Bars debut. E-Heart's first time on a big stage. We knew how it was going to end up. Mm. A lot of people disagreed. Yeah. We've seen the results. We called it. 40 forfeit. She sure did, man. 
it was nasty. And I think I'm always going to remember that moment as this battle wasn't the best. It was this a person, long battle. This person forfeit two rounds and the battle still an hour long. Right. And this delay of this battle is probably the reason why we didn't get Murderland versus Dark Life. And then, but that later on leads on to another event that happened that is it, on the list opens, that is not an honorable mention. It, it opens a whole bunch of doors, so I feel like this had to be the biggest honorable mention because Pandora's it's female battle rap. Um, it affected that event drastically, and I think it also put a stain on um, 40's legacy and Ehart's legacy. Bit. Put a little st- a like bit. forty already was maybe E Heart not so much, well, but see, but forty definitely got she definitely got the other uh, slop thrown on. Forty her was one. kind of we've been following forty for a couple years, right? In her last couple years, 2018, 2019, she's been choking, stumbling. She hasn't really been getting through her material clean. Mm-hmm. But Heart was flawless. Like she never had a bad performance. Even if you have her losing, she never got bodied or right. outclassed. This was like the one time it's like, damn, I can't believe to see E Heart like look like this. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And then Jazz beats 40 twice again. Right. So it's almost like. They were having a time of their lives. It's almost like Utah and the Bulls or like the Warriors (laughs) and the Rockets. Like this is just your arch enemy that you can't get over. Just can't get over that hump. (laughs) But number 12 on most memorable moments of 2019 in battle rap the Rum Nitty Malfunction. Gnome 9, Vlad. Gnome 9, Houston, was a, Texas. Was announced. Rum Nitty versus K-Shine. This was a big match for LTBR, right? Hell yeah. Talk about it. We've been it. talking about it forever. And, you know, France was a head of the Nitty Committee. And yeah. I was running with the Shiners. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, we were talking about it. We did episodes on it. We did head-to-head matchups. Debates. Debates. Before the announcement. Yeah. You know, we go going, because you're like, oh, his pen so crazy. And I'm like, but what about Shine? What about Nitty's pen? He's so crazy. And uh, we finally get there. We're standing there. And we're like, yo, we got to put our phones away for this episode. Like, not this episode, this I mean, for this battle. Like, yeah, we have yeah. to be in full concentration mode. We put the phones away. And it was an epic slugfest. And as Nitty was running away with it. He had the malfunction. He literally malfunctioned on the stage. Like it looked like he was a robot. Like <laughs> lick a shell. Hold up. Oh shit. Oh shit. Fuck, shit. Fuck, shit. Fuck, shit. Fuck, shit. I got it. No, I don't. Oh shit. Oh shit. And it was. But what was so great was that the fans didn't like. They didn't boo him. They, it just it just was a, a testament to his greatness and to how much people wanted to hear his lyrics at the time. It was historical. Like this was the first time somebody was on URL choking and they didn't get booed. In fact, they got cheers to get their material back. Like this never <laughs> happened before. Even Sean couldn't believe this was happening. Sean's like, right. "Is this really He's happening? Like, you serious? I'm about to start. You serious? Like yeah. what? That was a crazy event. And Rum Nitty is really a choke away from arguably, arguably for like a, a Nitty fan, right? Winning that battle 3 0. And that was like one of his biggest matches in his career. Oh, for, you said for a Nitty fan. Yeah, for a Nitty fan. Yeah. Like a Nitty fan is going to say he won the second clear. You're going to say so too. Even a Shine fan is going right. to say second round, Nitty got it. The first round, you could toss it up. But like somebody's going to nitpick and say Nitty won that round. But you can't argue the third round is definitive, like right, technically. Right. Yeah, can't argue it at all. Yeah. Not definitely, but great uh, moment that happened. We were acting kind of crazy when it happened. Well, I was acting kind of crazy. I was breakdancing and like, oh, I beat you, I beat you. <laughs> like it was, we was going at it forever. I, with I that think battle. some more takeaways from the moment is that once that battle dropped on the app, the app score scores it for Rum Nitty winning yeah, the battle because, because the third round 
on technic on technically like by reactions and the, like the interaction of the app. Remnant he won the round because everybody's going crazy reacting to his but like it's also not his malfunction. We don't have any demotion buttons, so we can't <laughs> like <laughs> boo boo this choke, boo this two minute choke. But like this shows like the power. That would have this, this shows the power of interaction. Like maybe sometimes the crowd just wants something to gauge versus to listen to. Nah, the nitty committee won't let nitty lose. Yeah, they won't. But it's all right though. He works hard for them, man. I don't yeah. blame him. I'm like, yo, if I had a squad of that many dedicated people, that was like, no matter what I did, I was still right, and I still worked hard, man. I'm like, ah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take the victory. Shine pulls out the the Bulls uniform, yeah, and then calls out a bunch of goats. Yeah, right? calls out Hollow, Hollow calls yeah. out Pat Stay. Yeah, and this was kind of like a a sign of where like you see K Shine, he's had a top three year 2018. This year he's probably going to be a top five or ten battle rapper at the very worst so you're saying to yourself well how can shine elevate his career at this point you know and it's funny we did a whole bunch of polls this year twitter mm-hmm. polls right after the gnome nine battle we said shine and hollow you know they had a little face off after the battle right there on the stage who would win this battle that poll was like 51 49 in favor of hollow it wouldn't have been that way a couple years back mm-hmm. where's it now now it's still pretty split and as a recent sh- shine's direction now right I think I saw you. Didn't you put in a new one up? Well, I I put up a, a all time great poll. You, you get a different re- bunch of results. I think Hollow still is an, an all time great. Still above K Shine. Shouts to Tone uh, Black Compass Tony Bro. He put out a Twitter poll saying who's who's higher on the all time list. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said Shine. Hey, he's earning it, man. All I'm saying is I still think Hollow's above him, but Shine has closed the gap. Absolutely. Also. Did Rum Nitty solidify himself as the best puncher of all time at that battle with Kayshawn? Because that second round was like so explosive and his past second rounds in the last couple of battles are so explosive. Like It's like, all right, he's the new king of the second round. He's up there and he's definitely arguable for the best puncher. I think mm. him and Av are still fighting for that position. But, you know, it's going to be settled sooner or later because one of these, cause these guys can't go on like this forever. Or can they? Mm. Is there a shelf life to this? Because they ain't slowing down. Nitty's inclined every year. Right. And Av is getting better and better at it. So this might be the first time where we see punchers continue to climb up that escalator. Because normally they say there's a shelf life for punching because you don't give enough of yourself. You don't have enough variety. You're not giving any storylines. You're not getting personal. It's just punches, punches, punches. Mm -hmm. But these two gentlemen seem to have broken that stigma where people still want to see them now more than often. Their stock is higher than it's ever been. And they're continuing to progress. So they may have broken the puncher's curse. They may have fought through this. And it's like, yo, nah, man, we're going to continue punching. And and we're going to get better. Even in a negative scale, they still find a way to turn it into a positive. Like the the malfunction is such a highlight. Right. But it's like, but if you look at the punchers, come on, count off the punchers. (laughs) (laughs) Number 11 on the most memorable moments of 2019. This happened at the top of the year, and mm. although we call it most memorable moments, I feel like this might have been one that goes what? under the radar, but it's really impactful, maybe underrated. When URL announces Loaded Lux versus Averb around the same time that RBE announces Averb versus Iron Solomon, so it looked mm-hmm. like URL pretty much bought Verb out that battle. <sighs> Sounds so crazy when you say it that way. See, the reason why I feel like this is such a big moment, right, is because... Boom, you get a flyer for Pearly Gate Street. You see Averb and, and Iron Solomon on the flyer. Instantly, we make a stat. Averb is the second battle rapper to ever battle Lux and Iron in the same year or within six months apart. Right. Aside from Arsenal. So that's legendary. 
But then Verb says he sends back the deposit to RBE. You know, he says he, he, he wants to focus on the low deluxe battle. And there's a lot of friction there. There's a lot of miscommunication. Nothing that we can really pinpoint or point to say who's right or who's wrong. But there's a fallout between Verb and RBE. Yeah. And Verb and RBE had the MOOC battle. Right. Right? So that kind of catapulted Verb to even get the Lux battle to begin right, with, if we're right, being honest. Right. Yikes. It was just, I just remember so much talk about that, like, who was wrong? What were, what, what about the morals? What about the values? What about the principles? What about your word? And then it's like, well, what about my career? It's like the NBA players where they like, with the load management. Now it's like, well, I'm the one out here playing, risking my knees, risking my back. So if I need to rest, I'm going to rest. And the league is like, boy, you better get out there and play. And then the dude's like, nah, I need, you know what's crazy? I need you load might, management for Lux. You might, you might be right. This might be like our battle rap load management when you unbook a battle because you know you're not at the gear you need to be, right? And we always see, listen, our battle rappers are the most talented MCs in the world. But unless you're an elite level battle rapper, you probably can't make a sustainable income unless you're consistently performing, right. doing battles. Yeah. And so you say to yourself, well, if you're one of the elites, one of the best of the best, I don't want to see you oversaturate yourself. I don't want to see you battle so frequently because I know certain other matches are going to sacrifice because you're booking too many battles in between. If you're right. preparing for an Iron Solomon and a Loaded Lux, one of those two might might suffer because those are two elite names. You're not just going to take those guys right? unless you're Arsenal. It's not like you're taking some one-rounder where you're just like overcharging this right. bum league and it's like, hey, I'm going to take this one-rounder, then I'm going to take Lux. You might be able to get away with that, but right. a dude like Iron Solomon whose like stature matches your stature, whose longevity in the game speaks for itself. Like you want to bring your best material because if not, he can make you look crazy also. It created this dialogue between fans that always complained about when they see the battle rapper oversaturate themselves, they prefer the battle rapper to unbook it. Now that that finally happened, everybody was upset. But then you have the business side of it where it's like, hey man, my money's just as green as his money. You shopping with me? What's up? Like, am I not important enough? But, and at that point, you, get, ca- you kind of yeah. you kind of pick your side. You kind of say, "Well, you know, yeah. I'm gonna show a little bit more respect." You know, to the when, Ver- when Verb said, here. "I sent the money back," most people don't even send the money back. That might be true. There might be a lot of cases where there's deposits that I don't want to say they're stolen, but they just they they're not like enforce until way later on like i pay you for a battle in january right. you know show me you say i'll get you back in november right, right. so I, I don't gotta pay you but you owe me a battle but i mean it still throws everything off though it throws off your marketing plan that you've been working on behind the scenes it throws off your, your rollout it throws out the excitement some people might just start oh what's going on here like it really opened up a dialogue about battle rap business what's right what's not right and you really got to see where the league owners stood and where the battlers stood so it's one of those moments in in it show the power URL, the empire. Because this isn't the first time this has happened. <sighs> but this is the right? most. But this is the biggest case of it, though. I think mm. this is like the most notable case where people knew exactly what was happening. So it's not you can't really put it on URL because it's not like URL is saying I don't know what they. I, my speculation. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, if you go do this, you're not getting lux." Mm. But. You know, the pressure of, hey, which remember, one of these battles do I really need to, to, to lock in for? Yeah. And which league am I going to burn? You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, it's not which league am I going to burn. Because if you already got a contract saying, I'm going to take this guy. And then another league comes with it. 
you know, it's not like that league. It, that's, that's that's up to you. The you first talks on Twitter, right when Verb and Mook finish, you know, Verb was like, hey, I haven't even rested my brain. I'm getting offers for Lux. Like, right. And he he made it out there. Leagues, make your best offer. Right. You know? Yeah. So maybe, maybe you could look back and say that RBE dropped the ball. I always thought, I thought they should have went for it, man. I thought so too. Get 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 a verb back to back. You know what I'm saying? Like it would it would have definitely propelled the, them the to another level. Because the Lux battle doesn't happen without the Mook battle. Exactly, and the Mook battle was successful. Yeah, and I can't imagine Lux's price and Mook's price are that far off that it couldn't have happened. Mm. You know, but. It's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, man. It's the way the ball bounces. We forgot the biggest factor of it all, the St. Louis factor. Oh, because yeah. Young Ill was supposed to be on the car with her battling Ill Will. Yeah. And this was Young Ill's return. Now, RBE loses out on Young Ill's return to this battle. Right, because STL wanted to show that solidarity. So it's like, oh, man. And so that, that could have meant that could have meant Hollow wouldn't have been on that league later if he wanted to show solidarity. But, no. Oh, he still made it out there, though, babe, with his battle versus Bill. Yeah. So there's a lot that came from that. Yeah, I think it was a really big moment that uh, kind of goes under the radar that really set the tone for this year. Yes, sir. Number 10 on the most memorable moments of 2019. Number 10. Deal or no deal? Ooh. The title match out at Mass 5 between Chilla Jones and Real Deal. Chilla Jones' first title defense and Real Deal being a contender for the title. Oh, First and foremost, when the match was announced, we were upset because we won an A-Ward to battle Chilla Jones. We've, mm. been, we've been fantasizing the A-Ward and Chilla Jones title match, but it's tough because A-Ward doesn't have the resume any of these guys have, any of the veterans have on King of the Dot, like Real Deal, Pass, whoever wants to go for a title. They all have a better resume. They've been around longer. They You can't say A-Ward deserves it more than them, but right. stylistically... You kind of want to see that happen, right? You want to see potentially maybe A-Ward, the future, take on that chain. Mm-hmm. And instead, we get real deal in Chilla Jones. Remember the, top, the talk of the time? Yeah. We just like, why? They already battled already, and this is going down again. Right. Whoa, what's up with this? Mass 5. So, Chilla Jones gets a home game. Mm-hmm. Real deal. Uh, God bless his soul. Was going through a lot of yeah. personal stuff at the time, and he was very transparent about the you know the struggles he was going through with his father and his health. And real deal came with the heart of a champion, really. Like every round was intense, you know, uh, was transparent with the crowd, was vulnerable. So like he hit you on all cylinders, and really like you get goosebumps just watching his rounds, honestly. Mm-hmm. And Chilla Jones was just competitive every round too. Yeah, every round in that battle was definitely competitive, and. Both guys came to play, but then the way that it ended and the way that the voting was broken down, because you had all of Team Hami voting against Chilla Jones, and mm. then later on, Chilla Jones goes on to battle Rum Nitty, who's a member of Team Hami. We had five judges then. The right. We had Ill Will, Rum mm-hmm. Nitty, Lex Luthor. Right. All Team Hami. Ill Mac. Right. And the fifth judge was... I can't remember who it was. I think it was Red Flag? Was it? I don't think so. I don't think it was. I'm not sure. Whoever it was, those two. No, wasn't it Geechee? Geechee Gotti. Geechee Gotti, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Geechee Gotti. So, you know. And by the way, the judges were picked on the spot. Remember that. Right. So, that looked kind of crazy when yeah. that happened. And next thing you know, they turn around and they, they have a re rematch. 
for the for the belt. You know what was crazy before the decision? This was I remember, I wish you could like freeze frame Twitter sometimes, and so you can capture all these moments before things happen, so you can like literally have a time capsule of the energy that fans have when occurrences like happen. Right. Because before the announcement, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, you didn't knock the champ out. It was a close bout. Chilla one, chilla one. Chilla's chilla's home. He's gonna he's gonna defend his you title. You thought it was almost a given. But everybody was saying before the announcement, this is the greatest title match in King of that history. Mm. Everybody loved it. They literally said this is the best title match in King of that history. And then like when you wipe away the head ice era of King of the Dot, like right. it felt so refreshing to have a title match of this magnitude. Right. Then you get the, the upset. And new People started booing. People started booing. They booed, man. They booed. This exercise of rematch clause in the near future. It was definitely it was it was definitely controversial. Yeah. I'll say that. But you know, real deal fought hard enough so that he could get the victory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it was a, a total sham or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like he definitely put up his fight. He had merit to say that he won. So shout outs to Real Deal, man. You won twice. Yeah, it, it then pushed for a rematch clause in the near future, which we had never seen like this. No, like that, that fast, anyway. you never seen that fast of a title match rematch. You're like, what the hell? Like, is, is this like boxing where you want your t- you want all your, your your belts back? You want your WC right. your WA belt back? <laughs> like when Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz, it's like you weren't supposed to lose to Andy Ruiz. What, right. what, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Right. And you got to go back over there and get the belts back from this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I think the trickle effect of it was we said to ourselves, damn. You know, Real Deal's going through a lot right now. And Chilla Jones has been committed to King of Dot for such a long time. He's been laying the groundworks for this time to be a and champion. And the GZs, and he had plans and all that. Yeah, he had, he had all this strategy. He like, was he wanted to remember at the Grand Prix. He did the GZs. You know, I was hosting the GZs. He did all these things for King of the Dot to, like, really take it up another level. And I would say from 2019 to 2018, King of the Dot is back. Yeah. You know, they had a rough year, but they. They bounced back this year. Yeah. This was a good bounce back year. Both town businesses were on point. Now we don't get Chilla yeah, Jones cool. and A-Ward. Yeah. Mm. A-Ward probably doesn't want to rematch real deal for a title. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. got to do what you got to do. Oh, the last effect of it all. Chilla Jones wanted to battle Rum Nitty as an exhibition match. Right. Oh, man, that got so cringy at the uh <laughs> At the second match, when he starts calling out the slave masters, and you know, if I want to do this and I want to do that, then psh, I was like, "Oh yeah, Chilla lost this one." Man. Yeah, and so now, so now King of the Dot loses A Ward and Chilla Jones title match. Right? They lo- they missed out on Chilla Jones and Rum Nitty, which might be a top ten battle of the year, twenty nineteen. I don't know how they didn't get that one up. How they didn't snatch up? that By the one. way, it, you know that match originally started on King of the Dot, right? Like, yeah. Rum Nitty called out Chilla Jones back in twenty thirteen ish on King of the Dot. So yeah. this battle should have happened there. There's no reason why that battle should have happened anywhere else. I didn't snatch up that battle, man. I don't know. Then you might lose the possibility of maybe A-Ward not being a champion because maybe he doesn't want to go for the chain. So I feel like there was a big domino effect that happened. Chilla really wanted. He wanted to do things there. So yeah, he did. Like, he definitely did. But it's the way the cookie crumbles, bruh. Hey, man. Uh, Twice. Does King of the Dow recover from all this? They have to, right? Yeah, they got like, a show must go on, man. The second... Uh, title match when they rematch there was no like intermission or like voting it was like straight through like and still <laughs> then it was out of there they was out of there it's like they knew who was gonna win that off rip <laughs> and you don't wanna say it was rigged but like you know let's just say like you kinda knew who won like it didn't take too much time to make a decision right right so 
Number 10 on Most Memorable Moments 2019, Surviving SoCon. Oh, man. Listen, man. Dog. Got the stats for you, Vlad. Yikes. SoCon and Disaster is clocked in and holds the record for the longest battle recorded in history with an hour and 39 minutes. I feel like Disaster was just trying to say, I see you, Mook. And I raised <laughs> you 13 more minutes. Yeah, that was crazy, man. That was a that was a crazy weekend because that battle didn't end until like 2 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, we were up all night watching that joint. Cece was uh, there. She, she uh, fell asleep, right? She fe- <laughs> yeah, some- no, you fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> you fell asleep. We were like, yo, man, <laughs> we've been here this whole time. There's no way we're going to miss this because if something goofy happens that they are going to try to erase from history, we need to see this because if this is going on, like something crazy might happen. And um, it was just a wild battle. Like, I did not expect SoCon to be so anemic in his performance. Like, I just thought his delivery, everything was just, like, off, drawn out. It was disastrous. Disaster also decided to say, Charlie Clips, I see your 23-minute round. Mook, I see your 25-minute round. And I raised both of you four minutes. Disaster holds the record with the longest battle rap round of all time at 29 minutes and 49 seconds. That is wild. You know what it is? A whole half an hour to be around? That's longer than a sitcom show because there's a bunch of commercials in between. Yeah, that was as long as um as a uh, jazz the rapper and um officials round. That's two of them. Some people don't even work out this long. <laughs> That's a fact, man. <laughs> That's a fact. So like, you would have popped your your headphones in and listen to disaster stirred round, and you would have got off the treadmill before the round was over. That's wild. <laughs> but I I was surprised though, like the fact that he was able to deliver that round flawlessly like that as a well, not so flawless because the second round he had his i'm talking about the third round yeah that's a lot on the brain man yeah. to remember all of that and it's not like it's to a song or to a beat or something that you've performed ten thousand times right it's the first time and the only time you're gonna right. perform this like that's a feat to be to be mentioned like whatever you think of the material i mean it's whatever, history but, it's, man. it's it's history like it's it's in the books it's documented it's clocked and I, I hope nobody tries to break this record. <laughs> that's what I hope for the most. I hope nobody even tries to attempt to break this record. That's, that's going to be Mook's next battle, man. He's going to go for 40 minutes. If Mook says I want a one-up disaster, I will not purchase the pay-per-view. <laughs> be wild. 40 minutes on Briz, man. And we didn't even get a chance to even talk about SoCon in this battle, right? Because we're talking about the length of the battle and how long it was. But how about SoCon's performance? It was so awkward. I don't know what was going on, man. Like, it's just not what I was expecting. And it was a big draw. Like, people were really excited to see SoCon come back. People were turned out. People were amped. We thought we'd get the classic SoCon, and we just didn't. It he, just was not the same He had been battling close guy. to a decade. So you obviously had concerns with ring rust. Right. But he was so engraved into, like, the grind time era and his style. Honestly, it was everything it needed to be to combat disaster, right? Like, he could have crossed... He yeah, could have been funny. He could have went political. Funny. It could have went, went political. He, he could have like counterrolled all yeah. of the angles. They could have freestyled. Like it could have been all of that, but it wasn't that, bro, at all. And I think this was the final like piece of data that we need to realize. Okay, if you don't battle rap consistently, or you have a long layover of over four years, you might not be good. Yeah, Misfit probably is an outlier, honestly. Right. But he hadn't battled in 10 years, and this is somebody... Or you might need a warm-up fight. You might. You know, listen, man. 
book your own warm-up fight. Pay one of these up-and-coming PG dudes or something. Say, yo, I want to write a round versus one of your rounds. And then just come to the crib. I want to have a few friends around, a few professionals. And let's just go. Let's, pri- let's, let, like, so you're, like, saying, you're saying like a private battle where it's yeah, like... where it's like, yo, I'm writing for you. You okay. writing for me. I need to really like... I need to get in some punches. Like I need to feel what it's like to have that competition again. And then after that, I need people to tell me like, yo, dog, looking at the tape, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing right. You, you need that jumping back first. So it's like time so it's, it's it's deeper than a sparring session. Yeah, it's not a sparring session. Yo, how about what, this? What do you got for 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 this guy? And I'm gonna spit you what I got for that guy. That's not gonna work. You're doing that over the phone. You need to really sit. You know what? Let me sit here and bring up an up and coming guy and write around for him, and he writes around for me. Whatever, five minute one rounder. Nobody should be held more accountable than whoever SoCon sparred with. If he even did. That's a good question. We don't know what happened. Whoever spoiled with Solcom, please reveal yourself and tell us what happened. <laughs> we don't know what happened, man. But you know what? I've spoiled with battle rappers, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to take you behind the curtain a little bit. It all sounds really good at it that moment. It sounds great over the phone. It sounds great over the phone. It sounds great <laughs> when you're one-on-one with them in the room just listening to it because you're not factoring in how it's going to be perceived. Right. That's what I'm things. saying. Like, but, all... there's no, but there's no way his material for that battle, even one-on-one, yeah, that, somebody would be like, because all the pauses in between. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But that's what I'm saying. Like the sparring over the phone or letting someone hear your round, quote-unquote. Nah, man. You have to, even if you got to come out of pocket, that's what boxers do. They get a guy to come in and spar. And you know, test. And you never, you never see the footage. Exactly. You never even hear of it. And there's good reason. So I think these guys coming back, pay you, one of these nice dudes. Yeah. Oh, whatever. X amount of bucks. Right. Have them write around against you like they really trying to cook you. Isn't it crazy? And you Vlad, try to cook them. Yeah. And then you, that's your private sparring you, tape, and you, you can bring in guys to really take a look at it. You saying that made me think, right? Like we've heard of plenty of stories. Like you hear, like, oh. Star boxer sparring with somebody and, and he and it, falls, yeah. And he falls, gets knocked or he, down, or he fell, or he tapped out, or yeah. got knocked down in his sparring session. You're like, oh, let me see it, right? And you never see, you it. see it. You don't see it. You're not gonna see what happened there. <laughs> Burn that tape. So a battle rapper coming back should book a private session yes. with people. Yes. No phones. No, nothing. nothing. Record. Yeah. Or, or they no, just no, no. They, they record, they record for it themselves for themselves. And then they watch it with whoever they trust. Did we just and find it, a solution to this? I think we did. With uh, hopefully somebody. Somebody better pay attention because these guys who came back, it ain't all been the same. It ain't all been sweet. And I don't think anyone has done this. I don't think anyone has says, yo, write around for me. I'm going to write around for you and I'm going to perform at full strength. Also, this might be the worst battle of all time. <laughs> oh, man. That's me. It was pretty bad. I mean, the disaster was good. He wasn't bad. You know, it takes two to be bad, bad, bad. <sighs> Can we? Are we ever going to talk about the point someday that Socon might have won that battle because disasters like choking the second round? What are we doing here, right. man? What are no. we doing? No, no, no. we're not going to. Next, we're not gonna, please, next. Okay, so that conversation's not going to open. <laughs> Let's number, get out of here, man. Um, that was number as twelve, eleven, ten, nine. Number eight on the list of most memorable moments, twenty nineteen. Number eight, the Super Bowl baptism. Ooh, when Briz Rothstein. And Loso battled in that one round battle at the bullpen Super Bowl event. He tried to send Hollow to the he-, he tried to send Loso, Loso to the heavens, man. He did send Loso to the heavens. Yikes. He had a- Loso finally landed at um at uh BL seven, man. Yeah. Down in Tampa. <laughs> it took him that long for him to shed the wings and come back down. It was like 
so crazy because Loso's entire career before he got on URL was the golden boy. You're the golden boy. You're a star, but all your battles don't count. It's off URL. Right. And then, you know, we're saying like one rounders don't matter as much. Battles off URL don't count. Now he gets a star from the URL roster off URL for a one rounder. Right. All of a sudden that counts, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I, and, but the manner that it happened in, and then on top of that, it was Loso's first like real choke or whatever. And Briz was just saying some crazy outlandish stuff, man. Some really like sick, you know, grave diggers type rhymes and stuff. And it just resonated. I think it was at the top of the year. Yeah. All the football players were there. And, you know, the pay-per-view was going on. And it was Julio just, Jones in the building. Julio Jones in the building. And Briz just went wild, man. I think it was crazy. Like when I remember that event. I think about the outrage of fans too, right? Like they see this car, they see Tay Rock Bad News, they see uh, Briz and Loso, C Money and K Shine, right. you know, all these names, and then you don't find out till the day of the event. It's a one round yeah. event. Every battle on this card is one round. The event was on Thursday in the afternoon, remember that? Uh, yeah, so yeah. So that like was like bizarre. Like, so you're like, <laughs> you're, like you're like at work, kind of like <laughs> just going through it. And I remember I, I was kind of like, just watching the battles on my phone, I couldn't yeah. put it down. And I would check Twitter because I was working, and all I see on my Twitter feed from from Henny Man, he's like, "I've never seen Loso look like this." <laughs> you finally see. Then the it. memes, and even we're guilty. We made a meme too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets memes. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. The, the world couldn't wait to see Loso fall, Vlad. And it happened. Like Norbs always tell him, man, it's all good when everybody loves you, but you don't become. A man in this business until you go through the other side where you see what it's like where people aren't just supporting you and saying everything you did is great when people are tearing you apart when people are telling you oh man i knew you was whack i was just waiting to see when you would you know fold and you gotta you gotta surpass that you gotta come back from that and kudos to loso because he has he got his name back yeah when you see who who, who won the war uh, Loso won the war, right? Like now, Loso's at a better standing in 2019 than Briz started off, right? But yeah, Briz started off hot. You know, think about their battle a month prior to them actually facing Briz battling Mr. Wavy off a air quote decline from some subpar performances or pedestrian performances, and Loso having a, a battle with Chef Treswer. This is the first time you really see somebody put blood in his mouth. Right? Everybody was saying, "Stay away from Cave Gang, Loso. Right, right, right. Stay away from Cave Gang. Like that's your weakness. You can't." Nobody in the cave is you can see. Right. Oh, that was an ugly one, man. Yeah, it, it was. A, it was a nasty win for. Uh, well, it wasn't a nasty win. It was a nasty loss, I should say. <laughs> and to top it off, then Loso like went quiet for six months. Yeah. You so see like everybody kind of thought like, like, like oh, damn. And you know the whole world like there's battlers that probably never even touched the main stage. Like I, I remember like Mac Mel talking to Loso. <laughs> <laughs> that opened up the door for everyone to talk greasy to him. Right. Like, like oh, everybody, every, everybody who was a somebody was ready to talk greasy to him. <laughs> but he's back, man. Yeah, he is. He's back. Number seven on the most memorable moments this year. DNA winning the BET tournament. Mm, that was major. 25K. Yes. Uh, Battle Rap made it onto BET Prime yes. Time, the Hip Hop Awards. And uh, there was a lot that came out after this, too, man. This was the day before the Philly event. And um, it was just a good look. No matter what you thought of the battles or what happened or whatever, it was just, I got to admit it, it was great to see 
battle rap being exposed live on TV like that. Like it was a good look for everybody. I don't think anyone who was there regrets doing it. Regrets. That's how crazy. Right, right. <laughs> I know why we regret doing it. <laughs> no one regretted doing that, man. We we knew stylistically DNA was going to run away with that. Of course. Tournament. You'd have to be a fool not to think he was. Like if you win pin that. the odds on all four guys, right? DNA is the favorite. You got <laughs> you got to lay the juice down to to, to win there. Right. Right? Then Geechee guy who was the reigning champ, he'll probably be like at plus 220. Right. Right? Then you have T-Top who it's pretty solid battle rapper who's done the beat. Who's been through before, a tournament already. Who's been through a tournament and has right. a storytelling like style. So, you know, you think maybe he can make it to the finalists. He's probably like plus 300. Right. And then Suge, who wasn't having the best 2019, but you say to yourself, well. That's Suge. He has, he, he's still Suge, but out of everybody here, he's less equipped for this. So, he's like a plus 480. Do I lay the odds on Suge? Maybe Suge gets the upset here. Mm. Nah, man. Just play, pay the 165. Put that big money on DNA, man. Yeah. Big money. Bet big the house money. on no DNA. No whammies. And, and came through. A lot of battle rappers was like, you know, I, I got the call for BT. I didn't get the call for BT. But think about this. Three guys on that BT tournament had to battle, had to travel the next day. and battle the very next day. Dude, land in they, land in Philadelphia that that next morning. You know, hung over from being in Atlanta, Atlanta of all places. The I'm not sure if after the tournament they were professionals and just went home and rested because you know. What do you think? Kind of ATL shouted. Who was out? Who was out there again, Vlad? Who was oh, out there? Man, who was that? All them Gucci, Gucci was man, Jeezy out there. Chase, uh, little, little baby, Chance the Rapper, yeah. All of Cardi, all the people, Offset, everybody was out there, man. OT Quavo. Genesis, your man, yeah. <laughs> you think the fools wasn't out there trying to mix and mingle? <laughs> Shook was mingling so much he's kicked the same rhymes the next day. <laughs> That's the one thing you should not do. If you're gonna have two battles back to back days, don't split the same rhyme. Nah, man. At least, at least wait a couple months if you're gonna do that. Back to back nights, bro. Oh, that was a bad look. Yeah. yeah. So we found out days. It's like the the battles happened what on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. We found out on a Tuesday. I was like, yo, he's wearing the same outfit. Right. <laughs> he's wearing the same outfit and kicking the same rhymes, man. So you would think the same rhymes and the same outfit would get you the exact same results, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that joke was crazy. But shout out to DNA for that. That might have been the closest thing to a literal back to back in battle rap, where we've seen people like battle two, like you know, back to back days. Yeah, JC also did it himself. But you're traveling, so you're on the plane, right? Traveling and then battling the very next day. A couple people did it this year, JC, Danny, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's got to be tiring, man. You right? see what happened to Danny, right? Yeah. Number six on the most memorable uh, moments of 2019. Number six. Hut, 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 hut. Take that hut. I hit these with the Space Jam dunk. Ah, EFB versus NWX. No, Monstars and Marvin Quest. No, Monstars and Marvin Marvin Quest. Quest. Yo, that was electric, dog. That was an electric, electric battle. Going into the battle, people obviously were like, ugh. We don't know what we're going to get with Suge and Twerk, but we know that they're both crazy. But, you know, people were putting their their, their bets and the odds on uh, Marvin, Marvin Quest. Marvin Quest are the favorites, right? Yeah, so. Marvin I mean, they're, they're one of the greatest two-on-two duos of all time. They did the they did the first double impact. Yeah. Hit a million views against yeah. Chess and Steams. Chess and Steams is not Twerk and Suge. No, no. Because no. this is still a young Chess and Steam's only touched the main stage twice at this right. point. Suge has been on multiple numbers of Summer Madnesses. Twerk is the, the new poster child. So he's already got three Summer Madnesses and two numbers under the belt. 
or the other way around. And yeah. now it's like, well, these guys are explosive, but these guys are legends. Yo, when they did their first round, because I think Marvin Quetz went first. They did. And it was like, <laughs> like it wasn't enough. Like it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you watch wow. that round and you just like kind of scratch your chin and you're just like, oh, like this, you're like, really? Well, this isn't enough, but I still don't know how Suge and Twerk is going to work. <sighs> Boy, those two room shakers were shaking. And I think retroactively now it's easy to say, yeah, they're going to be explosive, but. You just didn't know. You yeah. didn't know. Because it's like this the first time, you know. Shug could be on his Shug stuff sometimes and, you know, getting that timing down together. Because Twerk is not just a straight ABCD kind of rapper with all the buildup and the punchlines right. and stuff. But, man, they went crazy, dog. So that was that was an amazing performance. And Twerk's just a walking highlight reel. Yeah. So every battle he can find a way to create a moment. He jumped over Shug, man. Yeah. That was crazy, dog. I'm surprised no one's Space no one's yet dunk. made that video into an animation where like you see the actual <laughs> see the actual through. Monstar dunk. And and what always kind of like brought me about that bar is like they call themselves the Monstars, but when I think of the actual movie Space Jam and the Dunk, I think of the reach that Jordan. Yeah, had. that's I don't, like, <laughs> I don't think of any of the Monstars. That's dunks. why it confused me because I was like, wait a minute, DNA and K. Shine did the reach from <laughs> reaching out the car. Yeah, like yeah, the space yeah but they were dressed as the the Toon Squad. <laughs> So they, they made sense of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So he said, I hit you with the Space Jam dunk, but you guys are the monsters. Right, right. It worked, man. Listen, at the moment, nobody was sitting there going, actually. No, we're, not, we're not nitpicking it. Actually, you're the monsters, and that was the, that was the Space Jam dunk. Right, like, right. Nobody was doing that, but. like, like I guess this is a Space Jam 2 where the monsters win the battle. Oh, I mean, win the, win the game. We're going to see. Are uh, the monsters going to be able to take LeBron this time around? They, they eliminate Jordan. LeBron and AD they, they, this time? They eliminate AD and LeBron, game five. <laughs> nah, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Nah, but crazy moment, though, man. Great performance. I think it was more significant because by the second round, it was almost looking like about to be the body of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. It was getting kind of crazy, man. It was getting very crazy. They salvaged that third. They did. They salvaged and that third. And I think third. that's a testament to Marvin Quest's legacy for not giving up or not mailing it in. Because it could have got bad. Like, if they really just folded it in third, like, that would have been crazy. And I think there was a, sh- a changing of the guards that night. When you talk about the greatest two-on-two teams ever, mm-hmm. you say Thesaurus and Ilmac. Mm-hmm. NWX is in the conversation. Right. Marvin Quest is in the conversation. Uh, Marlo and, Shuff- and Shuffle T are in the conversation. They were actually supposed to be on Summer Impact. They got the call, but they never got the... They, never, they were supposed to go against Dark Life. Because remember that battle was... No, booked. but that wasn't like... They were supposed to do that in the UK. Yeah, but then they tried to pick it up on URL. That would have been terrible. I mean, we don't that know. That would have been we, terrible. We don't know. We don't no, know. No, we do know. Oh, we do for we sure? Do. It would have been terrible, man. That, if it happened me, no, that would have been bad. It wouldn't have looked good. I don't, that would have been nasty. I think what was crazy is this. So there was a changing of the guard, right? Like now Monstars look like that new team yeah. that we want to see more often. Marvin Quest took a step back. And NWX was amazing that night. So now it's almost like the rankings of two-on-two teams kind of changed that yeah, night, and too. Direct competition, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the Space Jam dunk changed a lot. Mm. Now we get to the top five moments. This is where it gets kind of spicy, Vlad. Let's Vlad. Number five. Number five. Tay Rock and the Apex Gate. Tay Rock and Shoddy Horror were booked for Apex out of Premier Battles. Early in the year, I think like what, like maybe February? Yeah. Really early the in the year. The announcement was early. It was like the, the announcement was at least maybe I want to say seven, eight months in advance. And shortly returned in the battle rock. Everyone cheers. Everyone was hyped up. 
And then the fact that it was Tay Rock after Tay Rock walked out to such a a warm welcome out in the UK. Everyone was hyped up for this battle. Like, yo, this is going to be crazy. Yeah. And then, France, we get close to the battle, and then all of a sudden, one by one. Well, we started getting suspicious because a, a couple months before the battle, there's no promo. Right. Like, we're talking about this battle more than anybody else. I remember that. Why isn't the artist <laughs> talking about this? Like, aren't they going to go out there? And they they had a lot of, like, they had Twerk on the roster. They had Chef Trez. Yep. They had uh, Mike P. Mike P. Yeah. JC. Right. And one by one, everybody kind of just started falling out. First, it was Chef Trez. He couldn't make it out there because of passport issues. Mm-hmm. They got a replacement for him. They replaced him with, I think, A Ward at that moment. But the money, the bread was returned early. Yeah. So yeah. they were good with him. So that, that, but that made you sit back like, so what's going on with this card exactly? Because everybody fell out at the same time. Mike P fell out. Right. JC Mike P Tony, lost the hunger. Yeah. Uh, JC and Tony we just D never knew. Yeah. fell out. Tay Rock's not going out there no more. So now we're like, what exactly is happening? Oh. You know how controversial that was when it all kind of like Yo. folded? Do you even know exactly what's the timeline? Like, what, what, what's you, what do you pinpoint when you say Apex Gate exactly? <laughs> Yo, all I can remember when I think Apex Gate, I just think about how a whole country just banded together to be like, "Yo, we are not messing with any of those URL cats. If they come over here, it's gonna be this, this, and that." They're trying to bankrupt our leagues. Like they really stood together. Like they weren't having it, man. Like they really. Let you know, like, yo, these dudes are trying to pull a fast one on us from what they believe, you know. And um, how about the merch that was made? Right, for a lot made, of guys. But at least Twerk story worked out though, because um, I think Bryson Briggs was on Sarcasm City, and he was like, "Hey, you know what? Twerk situation actually was real, and we were gonna rebook him and stuff." So salute to Twerk. His story actually checked out. Like <laughs> he's good to go. What about JC? Yeah. <laughs> J- JC just never responded to them. And then Tate Rock sends the money back like two weeks before the battle or something like that, which is like it's crazy. What are we? What are we doing here? You they really I mean? expose. Um, you know, battle rap business is strange, right? Like you, you'll know a lot of details, but you won't know everything. Right. And it's not well practiced, and it's not so professional. So you'll know bits and pieces, but if you're not the person in between the transactions, you'll never know the full details. So all the artists said they received a quarter of the deposit, not fifty percent, twenty five percent, because it was way in advance. And a lot of these leagues, they may have gotten the deposits back if they ever got it back. But by then, it was too late. The venue was booked. Right. Promo's gone into yeah. it. Merch has been purchased. You know, the design's been made. Things have been paid for already. So now they just have, like, their hands in the air. And now we're like, well, now we're not going to see Shadi Hall's return, which is the whole purpose of the Apex card. Right, right. And then it got ugly because everyone over there was pretty much saying, Oh, the URL put them up to this. The URL put the URL rappers up to this. I remember how it all started, actually. Summer Impact Reloaded was announced. Oh, yeah. And then you see Monstars <laughs> versus NWX. Right, and right. Go, <laughs> like, isn't this Isn't guy? Twerk battling the same day in this country? And yeah. when you see a battle rapper name on a flyer on the same day in two different locations, you know something's going something's on. Something's wrong. But two different countries? Clean, clean is the man of double day flyers. That, yeah. So then that, that made everyone want to start investigating and seeing what's going on. And then from there, it was just like big fallout, man. Yeah. They got ugly. They got, there was threats made. Did, did you ever at any moment feel there was like a, a racial undertone the way it was like? These URL rappers. Yeah, the, yeah, man. These URL rappers might as well be uh, replaced by Urban 
<laughs> Remember when they started going on urban music? What's yeah. urban music? Black music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it did have a weird little undertone to it that I wasn't comfortable with. You know what I mean? And then when you saw the replacements for for the rappers, because it was what four or five, you know, black rappers and uh, four flag. Right, the original joint was like four or five black rappers and Mike P. Yeah. And then when you had the replacement rappers, it was like four or five white rappers but, and Chilla Jones. But remember, Chilla Jones didn't come until way <laughs> Right, end. right. It was like, and we actually had a pod saying like, yo, you got to get a brother on this you car. You definitely got to get a brother on this car because it's making it look like brothers ain't trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the way they're talking about him, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like the way this feels. Pause. So. And I think the Apex Gate trickled down to the All-Star game because John John the Don stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Worthy name to battle Shadi Hara. He's an elite. He's a league owner. Facts. He's a professional. But when he went out there, they kind of like gave him the backlash for it. Man, it, was, it was cold fish out there, man. Yeah, it was bad. They just you know what it is to be canceled in a, an entire country as a battle rapper. Like and for me, with battle rap, like as an artist, right? Forget battle rap, as an artist in general. You aspire to take your talents globally, right? You aspire to connect to places in the world that you. Not never seen, not familiar with, don't know the language, don't know the people. That's how you expand your horizon. Even us, when we get downloads from all these countries, we're like, oh, we're so grateful to have right. this country and this country and this country. Listen to us talk battle rap. But the artists, you guys are way bigger than who we are, so they love you over there. And Facts. rock was so well received in the UK to less than a year later, now can't go back to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he rolls with smack and like forty goons. <laughs> Unless URL does an event out there, right? Right. If URL does an event and they sneak him in in like a Captain Morgan's barrel or something like that, like he can get back up in there. Why is that, Vlad? You know, I'm putting you on the hot seat, but why is it that the URL can make an event in the UK look so different than King of the Dot or Premiere? <laughs> it's from the years of dedication, and people know that like that's where it originally came from. They all use a steel mill, yeah. Right? Listen, if steel you, yard. I'm sorry, the steel all use a steel yard, but you all had the best turnout. If you grew up watching battle rap or watching smack, you 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 have watched smack at some point in time, and those people out there are thirsty for the actual original experience. So when you hear smack is coming out there, and all of your favorite rappers are coming out there, the guys who used to get bootleg dvds out in the uk the guys who used to try to find just the audio on mm-hmm. on, on napster just to listen to mook and 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 mills go at it like those guys are like yo we need to come out there we need to see the real deal we need to see what we're actually into and it's just another type of vibe man you can't copy that like you can't bring that kind of that that energy that they're bringing you know like and they demand a certain crowd to come out in that crowd you don't see them anywhere else except for Battle of the Brave. I will give Battle of the Brave that. They managed to bring out a similar crowd. That's the only other time I've but then ever they did, seen. But then they did bad business. <sighs> yeah, wow. And they had a couple yeah. meltdowns on the stage. You know, support my business. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we tried to, you know what I mean? But no, nah, no one does it like URL. And if they go back, it's going to be the same thing. Steel Yard's going to be sold out. Man's them going to be there in eye fashion. You know what I'm saying? Showing out. The ladies are going to show up. Smack's going to be the dawn of the town for, for, for the few days he's in there. And then the next event that goes back in the steel mill, it's going to be a sea of macadamias again, man, with a few chocolate chips sprinkled in there, bro. You know, the, the, the Apex Gate opened up to our number four spot. Number four. <clears throat> 
which then creates a big controversy, right? Because Summer Impact Reloaded was the exact same date as Apex. Mm, mm-hmm. That was calculated. <laughs> was it? And You mean that wasn't by accident? And believe it or not, karma, I guess, comes back around, right? Because <sighs> everybody believed URL bought these guys out. Whether that happened or not, we don't know. It's right. happened in the past, so you can't rule it out. Allegedly. You can't rule it out, but we don't know if it's true. But karma came back because Apex, fire card. Right. Across the pond, you have Summer Impact Reloaded. <laughs> Maybe one of URL's worst cards Ever. in history. Ever. Ever. Within these past 10 years. Number four, we have The Horror at Amazora. Named oh. by Vlad. Good name, Vlad. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate well, what that. was that inspired by? The Mouse in the Palace? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's where it just went wrong. Man. That was that, that wrong. was our battle rap Mouse in the Palace, was it? It was. Because think about the Mouse in the Palace. How it start? Our test is laying out there on top of the scorer's table. A cup from comes flying at him. He ain't hesitate. He just snapped up, went into the crowd. All his teammates came up, and it was terrible, man. This was the same thing that happened. Fans were at risk. Fans were at, fans getting pepper sprayed. You got pepper sprayed. I did get pepper sprayed. It was crazy, man. It was like anything could have happened. You know what's crazy? Rex with the bottle. That event was a free event because the objective was not cleared at Summer Impact, right? Right. Which goes back to 40 bars and jazz why we say such a big thing because their battle being so long might have been the reason why we didn't get a chance to even get to the MOOC battle that night. So that event was a free event for everybody who purchased tickets in the past and purchased the Mm pay-per-view. And in reality, it was strange. Like at, at the door when we got there. They weren't like checking your ticket. They weren't checking right, the right. wristband. They just wanted to see if you had the app downloaded. Right. Huh? They're like, you have the app? Let me see. Okay, you go. Huh? It's like, this is a weird way to check somebody in the building. All like, the premium ninjas, man. It's a strange way to check somebody in the building, though. <laughs> like, it, it, When that happened, it gave me that feel like, this, this might go left. This can't be right. Something ain't right today. Why is there no scanning? Why, like, you know, something about it just didn't <laughs> sit right. And the, the, the event started at 2 p.m., yeah. Quote. So it's supposed to be three battles on the card with a surprise battle, which was the best battle that night that was not aired on pay per view. So I feel bad for the fans. Yeah, we sitting at home like, yo, what's going on? You man, know, we're, wa- we're watching Franchise tweets. and Jack Boy going crazy. going crazy. And that's not being televised for you guys over there or aired, I should say, streamed. Well, when that happened, I knew I had like feelings like, yo, this ain't going to be it. And then all the delays, dog, like so in the building, it's always different because yeah, you could you, always hang out, chill, yeah. network. When you're sitting around at home, food's getting cold, you're getting sleepy, taking naps during battles, they're still playing the same playlist of, of songs. Yeah, you can't have a, a seven-hour window for three battles. No, no, that was nasty. Ace Amin made his debut that night, and, you know, his debut was a debut. So, of course, there's a lot of turbulence and a lot of kinks. Showed a lot of interesting skills, and they showed his window. Oh, like, what things nice he could do control. on the stage. Good crowd control. But Snake, I spent a 20-minute round. I don't think yeah. anybody should have a double-digit minute round in battle rap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes is too long. Mm-hmm. Anything multiplied by that is too long. Then we saw the Monstars look mortal. Yeah, they, they kind of tarnished their entire brand. And NWX built, is still fire. Yeah, like but, the Monstars looked looked invincible three weeks ago. They look crazy. And three weeks later, they look, you know, like, you know, you know, in Space Jam, they have the ball, right? And they got all their powers. <laughs> yeah. Bugsy Bugs and Charles Barkley and right, Charlie right. and all these guys. They're like, oh, we can play ball again. Yep. Nah, they lost nah, them. They it lost was, all that. It was that. terrible, man. It was yeah. horrible. And so then, the horror was the fight that broke out between, <laughs> you know, um, Mook and Briz. Mook, Mook and Briz. Yeah. 
it's unfortunate because MOOC's never been tied to these kind of things. Right. You don't get a MOOC performance all the time. So anytime you get a MOOC and performance. And it's a two-on-two two performance, yeah, too. And it was special. Like, you, when will you ever see Murder MOOC do a two-on-two two ever again? Right, right. You know? And it put the biggest stain on his legacy because, like, he always said it. Like, when I would read fuck shit in battle rap or I see, like, fights and stuff, like, I would be disappointed because I was the big name that would have to kind of, like, dig, defend battle, defend rap. battle yeah. rap and dig that out. Now I'm a part of it, so I can't fight that. Yeah. It's almost like being the leader that, that then like gets tainted with it. You know what I mean? That was a mess, man. You got guys on suspension now. You got guys you haven't seen around for a while. Yeah, Briz went underground for a while. Those a interviews of, afterwards were just like. At least we got the T top memes. We should and T top man. He took it in stride, bro. He kept it rolling and literally. <laughs> and he's still cooking he just had a fire battle versus cortez like he ain't letting it slow down his stride you know yeah, yeah. so briz finally popped out versus snake eyes out of philadelphia didn't rap or say anything but at least we saw him so he's still alive he's still out here kicking but man it was just a infamous night that went down we got the the, the picture with calico taking the buffs off <laughs> <laughs> Rex swinging. Best, that became a, a crazy. That's meme. the best mixtape cover ever. Briz holding homeboys. <laughs> that with the orange shirt getting interviews. Right, orange shirt got clout, man. Orange shirt got clout. That was a wild night, man. Yeah, uh, horror Amazora. Number three on the list. Number three. John John the Don gives us black wealth. <sighs> man, man, man. Black excellence. Another Gnome 9 battle. Yes. This was a moment that will go down in infamy. Probably the biggest body of the year. And in dramatic fashion. With a forfeit and a meltdown. Like, this battle had everything you could have wanted. It was competitive at one point. It came with a moment. It came with a historic round. It came with a meltdown and a forfeit. What more can you ask for? What could you ask for? What more can you ask for? And we love battle rap meltdowns. Oh, man. And, you know, it created a bunch of memes. It created a bunch of uh, things that just lasted for a while after the battle. And let's not forget that that was a... That was battle rap mastery that second round with John John. So we got a clinic put on to of how to rap, how to entertain a large crowd. So, you know, you hear all these talks of these rookies versus vets cards and stuff like that. Or as I like to call it, vets versus pets. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, you get to see what it takes to rock a crowd. Vets versus pets. (laughs) Yo, man. Vets versus pets. You get the URL pet projects. Because that's what some of these guys are. It's like, yo, no matter what, we're going to stick with you. We're going to stick it out. I'm not saying pet in a bad way. Don't take it in a derogatory way. But if some of these guys go on stage now, that's what it's going to look like. Some of you guys are just not ready for that big stage like that. And John John just showed what can happen if you are not fully ready for that big stage. Man. Let's, let's, let's pull back the, the, the clock for a little bit, right? Before the battle happened... Back at Resolution, John John the Don and Twerk had their battle. Yeah. Controversial battle. Yeah. Didn't even end properly. And John John's in Atlanta, in his home state, he has booed. Right. There's a fracas that breaks Some, out. Somebody's going to debate the battle, I guess. But personally, I think that was a battle where Twerk just, like, overpowered John John the Don, outsmarted mm-hmm. him. And, you know, the very next day, Bullpen had an event. And both in at Resolution and at the Bullpen event, 
Jack Boy tried to jump in a Goonies round right, right. to spit material <laughs> he had for John John, and John John was not going to allow it in Shut any him circumstance. Down. Right. Like, he didn't allow Jack Boy to gain any clout on the stage against him. And, you know, John John the Don kind of said to himself, you know what? I could kind of wipe the stench off this loss, you know, change the narrative. All it takes is one performance to change the narrative in everybody's eyes because everybody's so fickle. Jack Boy's never been on this stage. He has no business probably being on this stage. Right. So I could easily beat him. Yep. I don't know it'd be that bad though. Yeah, I still want to hear that third man, John John's third. Yeah, I wonder what it sounds like. I want to hear it. He said man. it was going to be worse. I don't believe him. You know, I want to hear it. I'd love to hear it, man. But all we needed was two. That's all we needed. I think what was special about it though is like Jack Boy proved something, right? Like he proved that like promo in this game. Matters more than your production almost sometimes, mm-hmm. right? If you have a fan base, people that love you and want to see you on the stage, and you promo, you're going to get opportunities in battle rap regardless if your content doesn't hold up as well as other people's content. Like, there's right. people, there's way more people that are bar heavy, punch heavy than a Jack Boy main. You got to be able to sell yourself. But Jack Boy main sold himself, and Smack said, I, I got you with a gnome play. Fact. Like, you're going to be on gnome. <sighs> Learning lesson. That first round. He kind of like tried to follow the John John formula, where like he, 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 you know, he picked up he picked apart a lot of like little moments between like the Hitman and John John battle. Like he quoted a lot of stuff, a lot like, of Hitman I mean, stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I felt like for for Jack Boy, it was a special moment because he's trying to replicate that exact same moment to catapult his career. Yeah. In reality, Jack Boy didn't have to win. He just had to keep up. He just had to stay competitive. That's all that the rookies. That's all that the new guys got to do when you're the, on a and, big stage yeah. like that. First of all, no one's expecting you to win on that big stage. Two hands up, it's your last ride. <laughs> right. No one's expecting you to win on that big stage. Hold on, it was you his last gotta, ride, though. Yeah. Oof. You just got to prove that you need to. You just got to prove that you deserve to be up there. That's it. Then you'll be back. You know what I'm saying? But yikes. Then in the one. third round, he tried to turn off the lights and create band that, yeah. for Gnome. Yeah, and then someone threatens him. Take his shirt the off crowd. too. He ends up jumping in the crowd to address them. It's an all time meltdown. Yeah, like it, it's it's literally an all time meltdown. Like I, I the, the only one that I would put right next to it is Matt Hoffa's meltdown at Battle of the Brave <laughs> when he pulled out the bogey. <laughs> started just talking to the crowd. <laughs> the crowd about the crowd, Beasley. The, 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 the crowd kind of becomes like a therapist for the battle rapper for them to just unleash everything. <laughs> yo, Matt was wild. <laughs> He's like, yo, you know what? <laughs> Let me air out my grapes I got with you around yeah. <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> what a place to do it, man. Right. And oh. But, you know, it also kind of shows the, the politics of Battle Rap, too. Yeah. Because very next month, Jack Boy is on book, the card yeah. against Shotgun Sugar, our yeah, biggest gatekeeper yeah. in the league. Two months later, he's on a summer impact card. So he kind of did a summer madness ish card, kinda, summer impact yeah, yeah. card, whatever you want to like label it, summer something, right. and a gnome in the same year. And they shit the bed in both. Ugh. Don't worry, Jack Boy fans. He will be headlining a gnome very soon. <laughs> oh, he's going to be on royalty. You know what I mean? So headlining day two. Number two, most memorable moments, Vlad. Number two. I'm going to read it off to you. Cassidy. Lifts a hippo and knocks an elephant down. Oh, them fairy tales you telling you round. We'll have the shell in the pound. Push your melanin to where no melanin's found, yo. Man, when he came out with those opening bars, France, 
there was so much hope for battle rap. I, I saw every- the money coming in. I saw the sponsors running in. I saw the music industry wanting to get in. I saw the dollar signs. I saw the worldwide talk of battle rap coming to a feverish pitch. I thought this was going to be the moment, friends. I thought the game was going to get a you know shot I, you of know, adrenaline. You know what I, you know what I love? I'm a... When I was in the building for this, right? I'm Ooh. I'm in like I guess the section where avocados in. Yeah. I'm in the battle rap Illuminati oh, section. Yeah, no, B R I section. I'm next to Henny Man. Norbs is behind me. I'm next right. to Rita. Yeah. Shots the champion. Yep. Um Loso is not too far away from me. Who else am I with there, man? I'm with Anwar, Jay Black. The dude with the crutches. <laughs> yeah, he was there too, that <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. And after he landed the the um the bar with uh as far as that the fake, fake ass, ass ice, ice that you rock will not, not make, make the, the swelling go down. down. We all kind of like looked around each other. <laughs> and we all like made this eye contact. And he's we, here. And we, he's here. Yeah, Dean was there too, actually. He's here. He said that. Yeah, I know. We, we all looked at each other like, oh my God, Cassidy figured it out. Yeah. And DNA looked, he said, oh, he's here <laughs> playing around. Yeah. And we're like, whoa. Because like, you know, he came back. He was the only industry guy to come back and get a win. Right. Off an all time great disaster. Right. And so now you're just saying to yourself, like, damn, like if this guy just comes here and beats our best, like what's gonna happen? Look crazy. And stylistically, goods isn't somebody that really puts people in body bags. Right. So you go you, there was a window of saying, eh, maybe what if Cassidy this could wins? Cassidy's a better rapper than goods, and Cassidy's promo game was flawless. Was better, yeah, yeah, it yeah. manipulated the entire community that goods would it even and, and it, it had battle rappers thinking goods would lose. Yeah. Yep. It had me thinking because it would lose, man. So when he landed that bar, we all looked at each other like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I literally was like, wow, this is going to be amazing. My what? favorite part of that battle is that you tweet so much the first round. You tweeted everything. Oh, no, yeah. Then it just kept slowing then the se- down. Second round, you like if you had 10 tweets the first round, second round, you had five tweets. The, third, the beginning of the top of the third, you had one tweet. You was like, it's getting ugly. Bottom of the third, one, one. Try to, try to clean it up. I'll try to clean it up a little bit. Now, but yo. Another thing from that battle, though, it just showed us the power of promo. And Cassidy promoted like no other. That goes back to the Jack Boy point. Yeah, he was out there every... But it was every day, though, dog. Like, if he wasn't on Twitter, he was on YouTube. If he wasn't on YouTube, he was on Instagram. If he wasn't on Instagram, he was doing an interview with somebody. If it wasn't an interview, there was cartoons being made. If it wasn't cartoons being made, it was memes being made. It was like every single day was relentless. Like, it made you... It made you buy into this battle to go, well, what if, what if this happens? Like, he sold it. You know what I mean? So we saw a promotion, and it got, it was so much promo that you had even promo kings going, well, when we do this, like, no one praises us for doing this kind of promo. And we're like, well, it's only like one or two of you guys who do it. So this just seems so foreign from a guy who's we don't have the data. sat out for so long. We don't you have know? the data, but Disaster said this was the highest gross uh, pay-per-view in battle rap history. Mm-hmm. Could be. So very much could be so. And this was Cassidy's event, really. Like this was Cassidy's yeah, event. It was in his uh new hometown of Atlanta now. You know what's the yeah. problem with like guys coming back or when they make these promo runs? You have to deliver and you only get one shot to do it. Right, right. Because right. The, the second time around casting Arsenal, they I don't know, they just completely fumbled the the rollout for that. Like it was planned like four or three weeks. Right. Resolution we knew in 
yeah, five but, months in yeah, advance. Months in advance, yeah. Five months in advance. And so with like Cassie and Arsenal on lockdown, like it wasn't the same level of promotion. Cassie did his job. Cassie, Cassie did his job. Cassie yeah. did what he's supposed to do, but like he had to convince people again. Yeah. And people moment, were like, at, at that moment, we're just like, we'll I don't think he you, could do it. We'll give you a little bit more of a chance. And I think people underrate the fact that he did kind of adapt more. He did way more he battle adapted rap more, But he I didn't did like love- anything as good as I liked that first round he had versus Goods. That's what was crazy. Like he did more battle rap things. Yeah. And, you know, he tried to add the, the elements of performance to it, but. I just n- none of it was better than the first round he had versus Goods to me. You know what I mean? And it was like, wow, okay, all right. Like you, you sold us enough to go. Hey, you know what? We're gonna give you a second chance and buy into this and see what's up because there was some promise there in the first round. So it's like, okay, if he gives me another round of this and tweaks it and makes it a little bit better, which you'd have no reason to believe that he couldn't. You know, but we got the legendary Cassidy interviews. We got the legendary yeah, Cassidy debates yeah. with Three Letter Man. Yeah, Cassidy was on our show. Cassidy, shouts to Cassidy, he was on Word. the pod. Yeah, we got a chance to make uh, Cassidy walk to his library in his mansion. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. And man. get a bunch of his books. Absolutely. So, so it was legendary, man. It was a legendary promo run. That first round was going to forever be the highlight of that battle. Oh, right? um, I still walk around saying the beginning of the first round every all the time, man. As long as you knock an elephant down. <laughs> Lift up a hip bow and knock it out. I think the most memorable moment of 2019, Vlad, will be just a summer impact because summer impact really took this year by storm with a lot of events that just trickled down. Chess stepping up and replacing Surf to battle Loaded Hollows in a Mm. week. Mm. You know, Chess replaces Surf. That is the biggest moment that I'm going to always remember 2019 for. And why is that? Because it's like, Chess had like, turned his entire brand around this year. Like, he, to me, didn't become the most improved battler. He just lived up to the standards and the ceiling that everybody knew he could live up to. Right, yeah. He, had, he headlined three cards on URL, tied with Charlie Clips, who headlined three. And the year Charlie Clips headlined three cards, he battled Lux and Howell the same year. Strong parallel. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like, I'm looking at Chess like, this is like a career year for you. You're battling Loaded Lux and Hollow the Don. If you battle any one of those two guys within seven days, you got to be anxious every single day. Yeah. What's scary? You're battling both. He had battled with Bad News the week before. Yeah. He, he was still on point. Like, I couldn't believe this year has been a crazy turnaround from his first battle versus Geechee. And I'm like, this is your quote-unquote return battle. You Remember know, the so, backlash he got for the Geechee course, battle? You know, people didn't want to see it. I Listen, Again, I was I talking wish, crazy. I wish I could freeze frame. Yo, know? the the vibe, the love that chess gets now. If people go back to when that battle was announced, it, it was not that, that vibe. It, no. People were like, "No, how could you? Why does he get to battle Geechee? He hasn't been doing anything. He's just been losing, choking, blah blah blah." Look at Verbal Warzone. He did bad there. And since the Geechee battle, dog, like he has been on point. Chess might be at his prime right now. Or, from reaching, his, or reaching his prime. Yeah, I mean, you never know. It can be, his prime can keep peaking, you know. But for right now, this is the best career. This of his is year. the best span that he's yeah. ever had. Like he has been so on point, and so sure. focused. And shout out to him. And for them to take that battle within that short time frame, like, listen, man, if you get Lux and Hollow, you need the full prep. You need the I don't know how many months, three months, whatever you get, because these guys are. They're out there, you know. Like it they don't come out that often, and they're very calculated guys. So, like, Howard the Don battling three times in yeah. in eleven months, 
you could see it wore down on him. Right. Loaded Lux battling twice a year only happened once in 2014, right. and you see what happened. Right. Lux battle all time great battle. Mook shits the bed. Right. So these are guys that will not strain themselves out and will space out their their battles as much as they can because their brand is that strong. Yeah, they're elite, and more importantly, their preparation process is different. So. Everybody in this kind of takes a special toll because, like, first, Surf is announced that he's in trouble. Now we're all worried again, like, damn, Surf is, like, in this right. again. Like, are we good? First we're, first and foremost, we're thinking to ourselves, are, is this is this the end of Surf? Right. Is, is this What it? strike like, is this? Like, what is, he is this? Back? is he coming like, back? Is he coming back? What's like, happening? What's happening? Are we about to lose Surf to the oh. system? Uh-huh. What happened? I keep going. Oh, low battery. Are you good? Yeah. Let me Still rolling? Out. Let me roll it up again. Keep talking. Go ahead. All right, we cool. hook it up. All right, cool, cool. All right. So we're thinking to ourselves, like, are we going to lose surf to the system? Like, are, like we're really concerned. And then, then the next concern is, well, this is a mega match for Summer Impact. Without this mega match, without this headliner, is it still Summer Impact? Right. And, like, when will you ever get Loaded Lux and Hall of Dawn on the same accord again? You don't know that. Plus, you don't know what these two guys look like on the two on two. How are the two on twos and WRCs? But you don't know what Loaded Lux looks like on the two on two. So you're dying to see that. Plus, you're dying to see like gun titles and a loaded house all stand in front of each other. Tay Rock now has to be like big bro and and pick Rock like not necessarily carry the load, but he's more experienced than 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 Chess individually. But Chess is more experienced than Rock two on two. Two on twos, yeah. And I gotta say, man, these guys faced an all-time like loaded Lux performance, man. Like nobody's ever saw Lux Lux get this loose like this with the crowd. They both look very rejuvenated with moves and yeah. stuff like that. Like he was very in tune. So for them to face that kind of performance, kudos to them, man. In such a short period of time, no like one, I said, no one would think loaded Lux takes a battle in two weeks prep because loaded Lux is loaded Lux, right? So if loaded Lux declines a battle because two weeks is not enough, you're gonna say, yeah. Now, but that was some warrior stuff. And though, he because- said. Let's do it. Yeah, because they could have totally been like, eh, no, postpone it, whatever, whatever. But it's like, look, there's a lot riding on this. The culture wanted to see you guys perform. We never know when this will happen again. And they stayed in the vibe. They stayed in the moment. And they did a they did a great job, man. And the battle was doing numbers. So. And you got a lot of highlights from the battle, too. Right, right. You know, so, like, everybody kind of just, like, came together. It was together. a win for everybody. Everybody kind of came together just to really strain themselves to make it happen for the culture, right. for for the event, for their own legacy. Like, Chess stood in front of Loaded Lux and Hardadon. Right. Facts, facts. That's incredible. Facts. So, that's 2019's biggest moments, Vlad. It sure is, bro. Man, another year wrapped up. LTBR Podcast. Top 12 moments of 2019, the Dirty Dozen. And we will see y'all next year for the top 12 moments of 2020. Peace.